Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. Hi, yogis. Welcome back to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Windrell. And as we get ready to dive into episode three of season five, I just want to acknowledge that there's kind of this sense of hope that I think we're all feeling in the air. And here in Norway, at least in the Oslo area, things are slowly, slowly starting to open back up after being on a lockdown for three months. And it's just, it feels like there's something exciting. There's there's this shift, this change happening. And I just want to enjoy that. And I, I want to encourage everybody listening to also just maybe slightly say, oh my gosh, all right, things are looking up. There's like hopefully a light at the end of the tunnel of these really dark times. So thank you for tuning in and listening. And I guess also before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to the Atman Yoga School and one of our upcoming programs. So this is probably one of the programs that I'm the most proud of. Uh, this is our 340 hour advanced vinyasa yoga teacher training. And we take this journey over a year. It's three modules and each module is 10 full days. So it's a pretty intense dive for those 10 days. You are completely immersed in these practices. But then you're six months in between to allow everything to kind of settle and morph and for you to make sense of everything that you've learned and practiced and integrate it into your practice as a teacher. So the way that this program is built up is it works from the outer most grossest or densest layers of our being and as our lives of teachers and that has to do with our actual teaching technique and skills so module one is all about advanced teaching technique everything from cueing sequencing hands-on assists to really focusing on the language of yoga so getting incredibly clear about our most powerful tool that is storytelling. That is how we're able to make the yoga philosophy accessible and relevant to the modern yogi. So module one is, is very practical. It's also a lot on the business of yoga. Then module two, six months later, moving inward even more, is really focused on Ayurveda and yoga philosophy and traditional studies. And this module is really fun. It's probably the most intellectually challenging of the three, uh, but we keep it really upbeat and fun. We do interesting things such as taking um, urine and saliva pH each day, starting to check in and really get aware of how our body is responding to both our prakriti and our vikriti. Um, well, more the vikriti, I guess. The temporary imbalances we might be experiencing in relation to our dosha, our prakriti. And we play all kinds of games and it's, it's a lot of fun chanting the sutras. And then module three is meditation practices. And this is Oh my gosh, it's uh, really big sadhana practices every day, tons of chanting, tons of different meditation techniques, lots of practicing to teach meditation, lots of experiencing meditation as a student, and we learn about the parables, we learn about how we really can use these more subtle and refined practices to help elevate our connection to spirit, 
as we embody the spiritual. So if you're interested, please send me an email at hello at atmanyogaschool.com or you can check it out online at www.atmanyogaschool.com. We have just a few places left. So if you are called to start this journey in May of this year, then uh, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions, to send you more information. And we would love to have you. I only offer this program once every two years. So it won't be offered again until the spring of 2023. So if you're feeling the pull, then answer yes and join us at the Atman Yoga School. All right, friends, let's get to it. I'm really excited about this week's episode as I talk with Suniva and Johanna from The Feel Good Shop. So enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica. And today I have two delightful, lovely yoginis on the podcast. We have Sumiva and Johanna from the Feel Good Shop and Yoga Key in Oslo. So welcome, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) What an awesome introduction. (laughs) Good. I'm so happy to have you guys here and get to talk to you um, about crystals, about online yoga, about how we as full-time yoga teachers are continuing to reinvent our business model as the lockdowns continue here in Norway. And um, yeah, I just, I can't wait to see where our conversation takes us. So I think I'd like to start with maybe... um, can you give us just a little introduction about who you are, where you're from, and what you guys are up to? Yeah. Please. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Suniva, as you mentioned. I am from Oslo. Um, started out as a dancer and dance teacher uh, many years ago now. It feels like in a different life. But yoga has been with me for many, 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 many years. So um, I started practicing yoga in the late 90s. uh, And then I think maybe it's been maybe 10, 15 years now since I first started teaching yoga, actually. Uh, And four or five years ago, since I quit my regular job to become a full-time yoga teacher and then eventually open my own studio. And then I'm also a mother of two. Which is important to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this year also then one it's of also the full time. Yeah, it's also a full time <laughs> job. And then also this year, uh, one of the founders of the Feel Good Shop, the web shop with crystals and magical stuff. Yeah. Oh, we love it. The same yeah. and everything. Yeah. 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 It's my turn. Yes. It's so funny. Uh, my name is Johanna. I'm original from Sweden. But uh, after like 20 years in this um, beautiful country, I'm almost Norwegian. I don't have the background from from, uh, dancing, but I have actually from uh, the fitness industry. So I've been in the fitness industry for like the whole life, been doing lots of funny things and creating new um, products and concepts for the Nordic uh, fitness industry, actually. So it's uh, close to my heart to kind of creating new things and to get uh, 
people moving and have fun, uh, moving their body and uh, some positive things around the kind of the exercise in a way. And uh, after many years traveling in U.S. and trying to spot new trends and stuff like that, I fell in love in yoga. So maybe 15 years or something, it has kind of grown and grown and grown and grown. And all of a sudden, you know that this is the, this is the pathway. Can't live without it. Uh, let me do more and more and more. And um, at some point, you just felt deep in your heart that this is what I'm going to do like full time. Mm. And all of a sudden, I met Suneva. And things are kind of, wow, okay, this is meant to be, let's do it. Just started a small, small uh, studio, just mm. with courses in the beginning. Mm. So just kind of uh, connecting the neighborhood and mm. creating some very nice things. And and then from there, we were like, okay, let's do some retreats and some workshops. And okay, there are lots of people. Let's hire some new instructors. Mm. And then we created Yoga Key, and we're doing that uh, for now some years. Mm. And uh, then we felt all these magical things we are using in our own practice, in our own life, with these crystals, the essentials, and the smudge, the everything. Mm. We, we just need a shop. <laughs> so um, maybe one and a half year ago, yeah. or. Yeah. You, the idea started a long time ago, yeah. but it was like, okay, how do we uh, do that? And all of a sudden, we have the feel-good shop, the shop where we kind of uh, create uh, feel-good, selling feel-good stuff, creating stuff a feel-good community yeah. even more to get out and reach out for even more people, mm. create good vibes. So that's kind of our baby the crystal baby and yeah. essentials and we can like kind of nerd what mm. do you call that yeah mm-hmm. so we can really nerd into the stuff that we love and it's so many good vibrations yeah you know you know you know the shop it's like we love it we love oh, it. Yeah. it it's so it's so good <laughs> oh yeah you know, I was like a kid in the candy store when I came in because I yeah. came in actually yeah. when you guys had your shop on the bottom floor Mm. Um, originally, like a year ago, before the shutdown, right? Yeah, is that one year ago? It was still actually. Pregnant. It was actually during the first shutdown because we had to close the studio, and then we decided to make the shop instead. Yeah. So it was in March or something, or when it, or when they started to open a little bit up. I think we went from because we had a half a year. We were supposed to do like a pop up uh, yoga studio because we have had different uh, studios, mm. but all of a sudden, many things that happened. Uh, we had a pop up yoga studio that was closed down because of the corona. And then and we started the feel-good shop. And mm. then we said, okay, let's let's do a pop-up feel-good shop, shop instead. Yeah. And then we also had, when we have to open up again, uh, not have to, when we were we could have the opportunity to open up, we had both. Mm. So it was, that was totally insane. Mm. People were like doing this uh, practice in all these crystals <laughs> and in the shop. It was like, <laughs> wow, oh this is God. so high vibration. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. But um, so we don't have any pop-up shop except for we're selling, of course, the things. But it's a a web shop. Yeah, so now we have a yoga shop in the studio, but then the feel-good shop is a web shop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's, you know, when you guys started the feel-good shop, I was so excited because 
you know, we need more of this in Norway. And it's, it's been really frustrating for several years, you know, trying to find all of these tools that we do use in our rituals and our ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those of us who, who have a pretty rooted practice, these aren't just things that we use like once in a while. (laughs) These are are things we use on a daily basis. And, you know, it's really frustrating when you're, you need to buy something that you truly use and mm-hmm. then it's going to be a $30 shipping and a $25 toll to get your $5 Palo Santo. <laughs> <laughs> and then you still might get it. <laughs> yeah. You still might not get it. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's like stuck in the costumes and everything. Yeah. You, you don't have the guarantee. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I heard, Yeah. Well, and that's like one of the reasons when we started collaborating um, mm. and I, I curated the bundle, the highest self bundle mm. with you guys, which I love so much. And, and I had asked you, I was like, hey, do you think that you guys could maybe bring in some sweet grass braids? Yes. Because there was nowhere to buy no. these tools here in Norway. Mm. And, mm. and the other thing that I think is so cool about what you guys are doing is you are really taking the time to investigate the source of the products, the mm. sustainability of the products, mm. and you are only offering crystals and smudges and essential oils that you have vetted and that we as the customer consumer Mm. can feel good buying from you. Mm. We don't have to be like, where is this coming from and who's being hurt by Mm. the Mm. harvesting of these materials? Mm. And we think that is really important. And we also think that it has an effect on the product. Obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) you want to use it to do spiritual work. You want to use it to do energetic work so the products that you have needs to be clean and and uh, pure in a way. So I think it is really, really, really important that we uh, that we can offer uh, these ethically harvested and mm. ethically produced mm. products. Mm. And of course, because the customers loves it and and, mm. and are also more and more aware of uh, where do I find mm. the kind of quality uh, products, products mm. that we can follow. Mm. Uh, where they come from mm. so that's a part of the inspiring mm. um, it's an inspiring part of the really yeah. and it takes a lot of time to investigate in in uh, find it because mm. uh, we cannot travel around the world <laughs> not <yet>. especially <laughs> not now uh, and these products come from all around the world uh, it's amazing i mean the essential oils uh, the crystals and and the incenses the smudges they come from everywhere so we need to find those good uh, places where we can get them that we know that they come from safe sources. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for doing that work because mm. it's it's needed in Norway, and mm. now we have a place where we can go Yay! and get this stuff. And it's um, yeah. I mean, it just it cracks me up. You know, I'm in the middle of this move, and and I'm in between my old house and my new house. And so a lot of my stuff is in boxes and it's been driving me crazy because, um, you know, you get really attached. And of course that's not something we strive for within our yoga practice. We're striving for the opposite, a parigam, mm-hmm. non-grasping, non-attachment. But that being said, we are still householders. <laughs> yes, so we are. <laughs> We're still navigating our yeah. um, attachments and desires, but yeah. It's been driving me crazy because I have a bag, a baggie with my favorite smudge stick and my favorite Palo Santo, and I can't find it anywhere. I know it's packed away somewhere. And I have, I have a ton of wow. 
other things. I have my sweet grass and I have a different smudge stick and I have some beautiful incense. And I'm like, it's not this, it's not the same. It's not what I want to be using. And so it's really, it was funny for me to kind of like notice. And I've spent like probably two hours looking for this one little baggie. I'm like, I I can visualize where I, when I packed it and, and it's, I just was laughing at myself because I was like, gosh, it's funny how much once you start using these products on a regular basis, they do Mm. really become part of your daily routine and, Mm. and you miss it. I miss it when it's Mm. not. Mm. I also think it is amazing to see how people that uh, didn't necessarily have a, you know, back in the days, these things used to be very new age for like, normal people it would be like oh the people that are doing these rituals the people that are doing using these things are like far out (laughs) but I think the need to connect to your spirituality to connect to your higher self to connect to something bit bigger is coming more and more into people's lives maybe through the yoga as well that more people are practicing yoga Uh, and it's so interesting for us to see how diverse and how great the variety of people that wants to get these things into their lives how great it is and also for our families you know mm. how we see how it in how it affects our children our our life partners um you kind of start you know with these essential oils in the house and then suddenly you cannot find the diffuser it's in your <laughs> my eldest son he kind of steals my diffuser all the time yeah. you know and then you're finding like these crystals in your your son's bed like yeah, crystals yeah. under the pillow <laughs> crystals. Yeah, it's like and it's kind of First, they're like, no, it doesn't really work. Mommy, what's that strange? And then they kind of can see that, oh, it has an effect. You cannot resist. It's just amazing, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. We love the routines or the rituals. And and I I think people need it, especially in these days. Uh, You want to surround yourself with, like, amazing things. You want to surround yourself with amazing people, but Mm. you want to have things in your house that kind of higher your vibrations that are, like, not only beautiful or smells mm. good, but also on a deeper level, like can transform you or can kind of uh, move you in the right direction or remind you of your purpose. Or mm. So it's like, uh, it's amazing. Mm. Um, both to have this shop to kind of, people can find it easily and um, yeah, it's easily um, accessible. accessible, actually. Yeah. And also kind these of, are, I mean, these are objects that has been used for, thousands of years it's not like it's something that we invented and when we write about the properties of the essential oils or of the crystals it is not something that we have invented it's the way that they've been used for thousands of years and mostly uh i think it's been women that have been using it you know that women that were seen like witches or shamans or you know that maybe they were seen like a bit different or but now it's becoming more and more normalized and and i think i think it's absolutely amazing actually and also the way i think it's important we we work a lot of, uh, with how we brand and how we wrap everything so that it can become accessible for everybody you don't feel like you have to be like really far out to do this everyone can do it oh i love that so much and it's it, it's true because I, I joke in my teacher trainings, I'm like, you know, if Jessica from 15 years ago or 10 years ago could see Jessica now and the things that I have in my house and the, the things that I do on a daily basis, I would 
have cracked up laughing and (laughs) it's, you know, I have crystals in every room in my house. And one of the things, you know, of course, each crystal has a different vibrational property and we, we select the crystal for the vibrational frequency that we are trying to, to create in our space or in our, in our own bodies. Um, but the, the reason I love crystals in general though, is because it's part of the earth element. And Mm. When I have crystals in my home and I have selenite wands in, in every windowsill, I have crystals in front of my kitchen, I have crystals in my bathroom. Mm. And every time I just see the crystals, whether I'm actually working with them in an intentional way or not as part of my practice, having them around my home and in my space, it's a reminder when I see those crystals of the earth element, I'm like, oh, I'm home okay, just relax, ground, slow down. And it's almost like a subliminal message to myself of like, oh yeah, we are from the earth. And mm. me as a, as a Vata type of person, you know, I get very uh, airy. I get very, uh, I, I have a propensity to be less grounded at times when I'm unbalanced. And so having these crystals around is a way for me to just every day, every room I walk in, I go to the bathroom, I go to the kitchen, I go to the living room, I go to my son's room. And I'm like, oh, there's a crystal. Okay. Yeah. Everything's good. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of in line with what you were saying, Suniva. Like, how do we make this accessible rather than being like this crazy woo-woo, only these new age hippies use? And I wanted to make a suggestion. I just thought of this as we were talking. Um, I can send you the link after we are done recording. Because I know you guys carry a few books, right, in your web shop. Mm-hmm. There is a, a line of books, children's books, and there's only four, and they're they're the thick cardboard books. So I've started reading these ones to my son because they're for small children. Mm-hmm. And they have a book on astrology. They have a book on chakras. They have a book on, uh, I can't remember what the, that one is. And then they have a book on um, crystals. And so I've started reading the crystals book to my son, and it's so fun. Um, so I don't know, that might be something interesting to carry too, because then, you know, when we're thinking about, or you guys were sharing about how your sons and your family are now like kind of sneaking in and being inspired by watching you. It's like, I was like, I want to start, you know, my son's seven months old almost. And I was like, I'm starting him now (laughs) talking about this stuff. But the kids, they work like always into it. Yeah, they're mean, so they, intuitive. They, it's so nice to share kind of the qualities of the stone when they pick someone. If they kind of, it's like go to candy store for mm. them. When we had this pop-up shop and the kids were there, they were like, wow. <laughs> and they they chose maybe one or two of these crystals. Mm. And then when you had mm-hmm. kind of the, the story uh the background from the from the crystal mm. and kind of really told them about the qualities you could like either the mom or the father was in the shop or mm. us with our mm. kids like really yeah. <laughs> it's like amazing they work so into this and they are so open and they have always bring, brought things from the ocean back home yeah. you know when you are on holiday um, you collect the beautiful stones on the beach or you kind Shells. of you want to bring things home from the nature and uh, you can do this with these high vibration crystals mm, mm. that's kind of even it's a mm, wow mm. 
always brought things from the nature in. Everyone does. You bring, you take mm. flowers in. You mm. take kind of the, um, yeah, the stone, the perfect mm. stone from the beach you find mm. on your mm. holiday. You always bring the nature into your home. So why don't you use these magical crystals, crystals mm. for uh, mm. it? And we also actually see it's a, a bigger trend around young, uh, younger people, not yeah. only kids, of no, course, because they like people in their early twenties or maybe late teens. Actually, I will definitely say, especially uh, when they are moving out. You mm. know, they want to create a sacred space in mm. their own new home, and mm. they are like searching for uh, nice uh, things in their mm. environment. Mm. So we, um, it, I think it's a. It maybe come and goes that trend, but young people like really searching for um, having a beautiful home mm. with all these things from the nature and the energy. The, mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, and they like okay, my God, I have to have a crystal in in the bathroom, and I have to have one there, and it's like, mm. and it, it it must be like. It's for real. Yeah. It's for real because yeah. it works, and you want to surround yourself with these amazing, amazing things from the nature. We had a young girl here just before Christmas. She actually came to buy something for her mother, like from the yoga shop. And then she suddenly saw all of these crystals and she was just, and, and she just moved into a new apartment. And she was, but she had some from she before. Had she had some like, from oh, before. Yeah. And then she was talking about one of the rooms in the apartment where she didn't really want to spend so much time. Um, it had something to do with somebody who lived in the apartment before. Uh, and then we talked and she was so interested and she and it ended up that she kind of, she, you know, to clean uh, the energy with the smudge sticks and crystals. And she was so inspired. You could just see her eyes going like, "Woo!" it but was it's amazing. It's a bigger, bigger interest about mm. younger. Uh, and that's so inspiring, actually. Mm. It, so. it seems like younger people are. Uh, I don't know. Uh, curious. Yeah, curious. They are uh, open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. They want to like uh, have beautiful things and mm. they are aware of uh, quality things as mm. well. Mm. That's, uh, we love that. We love that. Yeah. Mm. They do the research uh, also. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. I agree, Johanna. I think that is so inspiring. And I mean, that's why we became yoga teachers in the first place, right? Is because these practices have changed our lives. And so we want to share them with other people. And when we see that other people are responding and they're interested and they're curious, they're asking questions, it's like, it's one of the best feelings in the world. And, mm. you know, it's not about us as the teacher. It's, it's about us as the gateway. And, mm. you know, that's actually a really big thing of what I consider my role to be through my business, through the Atman Yoga School, through this podcast, um, through every workshop that I teach is um, to be a catalyst. And that's mm. actually what I think my dharma is in the role of a teacher is to help <clears throat> open the door for people to learn about things that maybe they haven't been exposed to before. And mm you know, just like you were, you were describing Samiva, like the eyes of this girl lighting up, like, I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. That happened for me with all of this stuff way back when, but then I have had students and friends and, and people in my life have those same experiences too. And it's like, it's almost like the best gift mm -hmm. because it, and it has nothing to do with us per se. It's just, we, we're just maybe opening the door and then they get to have their own experience and, and create the relationship that they have with these practices. And 
I want to bottle that feeling because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's the best when you're so excited. And, and I think you had said something about this, Johanna, at the be- or maybe before we recorded, I can't remember, where you were like, the more that we do these practices, the more we like want to do them. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we've all been teaching yoga for a really long time. And yet somehow we're still never bored. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. How is that possible? And it's such a huge, uh, there's so many things. There are so many directions. There are so many layers. There are so many things that you can dive into. And I think we have both experiences, experience that uh, where you are in your life, there's always a tool that you can use. And this changes all the time. It can change from day to day. It can change from week to week. Uh, sometimes it can last for months, like it has done now. <laughs> and and there is always within yoga, there is always something that you are drawn to that will support you where you are at this moment. Mm. But the yoga is, uh, I would say, it. I mean, look at the history of yoga. Mm. I mean, it's a never end. It's a love affair. Uh, you get to your mat and you more you practice, you more you know, you don't know. And mm. there's always something. You just show up on your mat and, I mean, mm. just show up. Mm. Do it again and again. Even the hard days, the beautiful days, mm. the, I mean, mm. show up. And you more you practice, you more you know. Like It's like scabbing on your surface mm. that you're like, oh, it's so much more. And you get, you more you show up, you're more interested and you get to know about your your body mm. and how things are working and mm. the, mm. the energy circle the energies mm. and you want to surround yourself with things you need things i mean it, it's just a love affair just showing up for the for the yoga mm. it's a reason why it has been it, mm. it's like it's not like a trend you know it's here it's here to stay uh, yeah and we just want to share it with as many people as possible and mm. also do it Accessible, accessible, uh, yeah. uh, and not like yeah. it have to be like that. That because we are all different. Uh, of course, we are different. Mm-hmm. I know when I come from fitness industry, no mm-hmm. kids, and it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, <laughs> now I have two kids. Mm-hmm. Like uh, an incredible kind of journey mm-hmm. through that, mm-hmm. becoming a mom and all that things with the birth and stuff. It's like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> My practice is different. Mm-hmm. It's not Ashtanga yoga like 90 minutes every every morning it's different mm. but it, it's supposed to be different i think mm. uh, because then you are in a, like mm. you 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 change and it's okay to change mm. and you have more and more tools mm. to kind of bring in mm. because it's, it's mm. like you say sometimes you need more of that sometimes you need if you have a super strict life and everything maybe you don't do that kind of hardcore practice, ashtanga practice. you kind of softening up Mm. And sometimes else you need the discipline, you mm. need to show up, you need. So it's, um, I, I think, love affair with mm. the yoga. It's, it's like, wow, it's amazing to, um, to have it as a mm. tool. It's the be- most beautiful mm. tool mm. ever that I think I've been introduced for mm. uh, the yoga. And you see, when people start to practice, it's like something happens and then they start their journey and then they start to, mm. I mean, I don't know how many people we suggested for your your um, school yeah. <laughs> because they're like okay we want to go deeper yeah, into this yeah. yeah because they get curious about what is this what's mm. happening mm. and 
we start to do things, some of them very physical, some of them on another level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so many different mm-hmm. angles to, to reach mm-hmm. in. And they're like, but what's next? What to do next? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the breath work we had together, mm-hmm. uh, it's like open doors to mm-hmm. something. Okay, there's mm-hmm. uh, other ways in mm-hmm. that I can kind of use. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also amazing experience that, that uh, yeah. workshop the breath had, work. yeah thank you mm. yeah. everyone is asking us about we want more so we have yeah. <laughs> yes yes well, i would love to cut well and i think it was cool how we did it in combination with the crystals and yeah, yeah let's absolutely do that again when when we can open in Oslo. Yes. um i wanted to add something johanna to what you were saying because as you were talking about like this love affair with the practice of yoga what was going through my mind is that the practice of yoga is a practice of self-inquiry. And so that love affair that we have is actually a love affair with ourself. Mm. And, and what an amazing gift that is. Mm. If we reframe how we think about our practice and it's not just like, okay, this is what I do to stay in shape or, you know, Mm. because it can be a very physical practice and it can maybe give you a nice looking physical body. If, if that's, you know, it's just like going to the gym. If you do certain Mm. things, you'll get certain results. But of course we know that yoga is so much more than that's just a byproduct. That's not why we do yoga. Mm. We do yoga to get that inner peace, to get that, that sense of satisfaction, to get that deeper connection to who we really are. And all of these practices, then this great love affair leads Mm. us just back to ourself with the big S and, mm. and I just, I've never heard yoga called a love affair before. And it, it just, I really liked that because it made me think like, yes, we're here to have a love affair with ourselves. Yes. Mm. That's what yes. this is about. And, and self-love and self-care. And then from that place, then we go out into the world and we serve our families and our communities. And, and you show up for yourself in a way. Mm. You do. You meet up. And, you do. Yeah. And I you think check in. You check in. And I think it's also really important to talk about yoga off the mat mm. because I think a lot of people um, also it comes from the yoga industry I think that you're supposed to do this or that every day to be a real yogi <laughs> uh, or a lot of people put it on themselves but I think that uh, to integrate yoga as part of your daily life uh, like Johanna said some in, in periods where your life is very very chaotic maybe you need like you know the discipline or uh to have like a certain or specific time every day that you do it just to make sure that you can hold on to something but in other times where everything is very very you have so many things you have to do uh, then it's better maybe to go into the more investigative the more intuitive practice where everything can just flow a little bit and and yoga is so adaptable. Uh, and I don't think we should underestimate either that, that there are so many people that start doing yoga, like a physical practice. Because I think when you do that over time, you cannot resist. Something will start to happen. When you start to uh, move with your breath mm. and just mm. listen to mm. your breath and listen to your body, then gradually something will start to change and then suddenly you will just you know start to look for these other things or maybe to do something more softer or more meditative and or more breath work or more pranayama whatever but uh, but it will come when you're ready it will come 
Mm. And it's like yin and yang, the balance. Mm. I mean, and just follow the the year. Sometimes mm. it's summer, it's young, and uh, it's it's like the life. Mm. There's a yoga it, practice for every, every aspect of yeah, life. Yeah, we love it. We love I it. 100% agree. And you can probably yeah. feel it now that you become a mom as well. <laughs> How you? Oh yoga? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I look back. I mean, my practice has changed so much. Um, you know, I mean, I used to have an, an asana practice twice a day yeah. and, and that was my, my life for a long time. And I, I look back, I really fond memories of that. And I love that. And, and the muscle memory is still within my brain and within my body <laughs> when I do asana now, but my yoga practice has changed drastically. Um, you know, I went through cancer treatment five years ago and then immigrating, starting over a, a, is a huge shock to the system when I moved to Norway and then, yeah. And then becoming a mom and, And everything that that entails, um, you know, during the pregnancy, then the postpartum period and, and, you know, my asana practice is so simple and it's so, it's not fancy. It's not exciting to anybody but me. I love it it so much. And it's, I do a lot of my, my, my asana practice at night. Um, and it's, it's so simple. It's, I just, it's, it's so wonderful. But then I have all these other things that you were just talking about, Suniva, like the yoga off the mat, mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm doing breath breaks throughout the day where I just, I'm, you know, and that's sometimes what I use the crystals for in my home is it's like a, 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 a like a wake up call, like, Oh, Hey, stop what you're doing. Take a minute, 60 seconds and just breathe slowly to an eight part breath count mm-hmm. or, um, a few rounds of a naughty show now warm up or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, and then I go on with my day. And so there are these amazing ways that as we start to gather these tools and we've practiced them and we know how to use them, we can really like incorporate into our day without it being this big, like 90 minute, super intense, you know, sadhana where we have to do these, all these things or, or, you know, a super gentle yoga nidra, like that is worth so much. And, um, I think that's just an awesome way for people too, to be like, take the pressure off. <laughs> it doesn't, if you to be a yogi, doesn't mean you have to do all these like crazy asanas and be doing handstands and so much more. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. And we also work a lot in our studio. We are in the suburbs of Oslo. So we have a lot of people that are not, you know, in their twenties, they're older. Most of them have children. Most of them are sitting behind a desk all day. Uh, a lot of people with different, uh, you know, not necessarily injuries, but you can kind of feel how life is taking its toll in your body. And um, that doesn't mean that you are lesser of a yogi, that there are lots of things that you that your body cannot do. You just adapt. And mm-hmm. it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Not the result practice, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a practice, this is a lifestyle and it's a practice for our life. And so, you know, we all are going to have experiences, whether it's in our physical body or a mental body or emotional body where we don't perhaps have the strength that we once had, or we are experiencing an injury or we're at a challenging crossroads in our life. And, and one of my favorite sayings is just that the practice meets us where we are. Mm. Mm. And so whatever is happening in our life, whatever is happening in our day, the practice is there for us. Mm. And, and it it will naturally ebb and flow. I mean, I want to be doing yoga until I'm 90. Mm. And so I think there's also a lot of grace in that idea of, of giving yourself permission to let your practice be whatever it is. Mm. 
and not feeling like you have to conform to the certain idea of what yoga as a practice is. And, you know, journaling, what a beautiful yoga practice. Yes. Sitting oh. with crystals and just feeling the vibration. What a beautiful yoga practice. Yeah. Squeezing yes. your baby or, or, or hanging out with your kids. You know, what an amazing yoga practice. Mm-hmm. There's so many other ways. And, um, and, and for me, that's just like, ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes we have a bad day or we have a bad time in our life. And it's, mm. it's, you know, when we feel like we have to have an all or nothing type of practice, like it's only yoga if dot, 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 mm. then <laughs> when we're having, having a struggle in our experience and in our daily life, then it's very exclusionary to be like, mm. okay, well, I can't dedicate 90 minutes to this intense sadhana today. Mm. I literally have 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so if we feel like there's always a separation between us and the practice, mm-hmm. then we're never going to be able to get the benefits of the practice. Mm-hmm. No. It's so and true. so opening the doors and being compassionate to ourselves and, and us as teachers to our students to be like, Hey man, take a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And we're, there's so many that's very hard on, um, we can, we can feel that on our participants. They're like, oh, I, I want to do it. Like uh, I decided to do it three times a week. And it's like, no okay one day at a time if you don't have to do if you don't do it like 90 minutes like three times a week it's not in a way good enough but it's not that it's not that how it works it's like when you stand up you go out in the nature you put your feet on the ground and you feel it and you take five breath and enjoy that Mm. five breath and you kind of Mm. move on or you you show up for yourself with your crystal or your ritual or Mm. uh, take an intention card or mm-hmm. just light a candle and um, do a small breath work, whatever, then celebrate that mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. I think the, the society is very, it, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It should be so hard. Mm-hmm. Or if it's not like that or that, it's not good enough, but it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can celebrate every day. Mm-hmm. We can. Things that we do or uh, just a little, little five minutes when we check in, how am I, how is my breath? And it's okay. And that little time is like mm. you're building small stones on your life and your quality of your life. But I also think that our society is so uh, oriented towards a result all the time. Everything that we do is very result orientated. And, uh, and I think that a lot of people bring that into their yoga practice as well. And, and you don't have to see it as that. It's, it's the journey in itself. It's, it's the pro- process in mm. itself. It's not about getting to a certain result. And we know it many times ourselves that we have, let's say that you wanted to uh, get into a specific asana, for instance. And once you got there, it's not, it's not like, oh, my life changed. Absolutely <laughs> no, no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> then there is something else. But you want to have, like, how many yeah. days do I have to do that? Yeah, how many yeah, hours? How many? You have to have it. Like you're running a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me exactly how many hours, how do I do the program? Yes. And you, get, the, and you get those questions like, how quickly can I get very flexible? For instance? Oh, yes. Like, yeah. How, yes. Well, <laughs> that's not really how it works, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I know but but then but we also can't fault people who are new to yoga for thinking that way because oh. you know we look at social media and we look at, at how yoga is portrayed in yes. our society and it's yes. like okay you have to be thin you have to be super flexible you have to 
look a certain way. And, and that's just not true at all. And, and I think that's a huge part of our job as well is like, and I actually talked about this on, on the previous podcast, um, that'll come out the week before this one, where how do we change the narrative around that? And how do we truly introduce yoga as a practice for all, Mm. for all stages of life? Mm. And it's, yeah, I mean, this is actually something, um, I have a, a, a course that I've been thinking about for a long time that I'm going to be putting out into the world sometime in the near future. <laughs> um, it's called the mindful mother course. And it actually is coming. It came out of what I needed directly postpartum, um, after I had my son this summer and, you know, I have access to a lot of these tools and I've been doing a lot of these practices for many, many years. And it was really hard for me being a brand new mom and everything. And I had complications after my emergency C-section and there was a lot of stuff, a lot of heavy emotions and, Mm. you know, mom couldn't be here because of COVID and, Mm. and she was going to come and help me and take care of me in the postpartum period. And, you know, I live in the, I lived in the country. And so there wasn't really access to people around me. And anyways, I felt such a huge disconnection from the person I had been before going through this experience where I was used to being able to spend a lot of time on my rituals and my practice. And I found that when I could spend five minutes a day and as a new mom, here's the thing that was really surprising to me too. Like that first month, the first two months, I actually had a lot more time than I thought I would. And I don't know if that's true for every woman in their experience, but you know, the baby is asleep quite a bit and you're exhausted and you need to sleep. But the things that make me feel like me are these rituals. And so when I spent just five minutes doing any one of these things, all of a sudden didn't matter what happened the rest of my day or that I was trying to process my experience. All of a sudden I felt so much better. I was like, okay, I did my yoga today. And then I felt like I had that thread of connection to who I really am, not just a woman who has just had a baby. And, and for me, that was so powerful. And I was thinking like, gosh, there's a lot of women out there who are used to yoga and meditation and breath work and go through the experience of becoming a new mom for the first time. And even when we have those tools, sometimes we need somebody else to like guide us and mm-hmm. remind us and, and have that kind of like tie back into who we really are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I just was thinking like, gosh, this is, this is a practice for every stage of our life. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. And I think that when you are carrying a baby, when you're pregnant, there is nothing that can prepare you for what is going to come. You focus a lot on, and I can see that I teach um, uh, prenatal yoga, and I can see that, uh, you know, most women are very, very, very focused on their birth. That's kind of the big thing for them. Mm. It's the birth. Mm. But there is not so much focus on, on the, the time, time after. straight after birth. And there is so many things that nobody told you. There's a whole new world about what's going to happen to your body, what's going to happen, you know, how to deal with this little life, this little baby. Uh, and uh, But it is very hard. It's very surreal. It's very distant mm. when you are pregnant. Uh, so, But if you have something there, when that time comes, mm. then I think that would be of immense help, actually. 
even yeah. though you might not know that you're going to need it <laughs> before you actually do. And more and more actually <laughs> talked about it at times. Yes. It's so good. And yeah. also that's that's a good thing with the digital world. It's easier and yeah. more accessible yeah. even to hear stories from these mothers, yeah. to tell the stories like, okay, everything is about up to the delivery date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after yeah. that, it's like, It's like, what's next? Yes. What's gonna, yeah. what's gonna, and I remember when I had my first child, I had never baby, I, I'd never changed a diaper. Either. I had never been a babysitter. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with, I was like, and then I just said to myself, okay. And none of my friends actually had uh, children uh, because they were all very late because we were, dan- I was still working as a dancer then. I had one person, a friend of my sister's that was kind of, She was my hotline. I, I would call her like all the time. What do I do? Uh, because my mom, she would, I mean, she she thinks she remembers, but she actually doesn't really, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And 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 I, and, just, and I just kept saying to myself, there's so many people that did this before you, Sunuma. You will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is, everybody's, every woman's experience is so different. And yes, yes, I yes, would say. Yeah. Yes. You know, I I met with you ladies when I was pretty pregnant now that I remember yes. Yes. yes, you were. I was, I was big. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you were beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I actually spent a lot of time preparing for the postpartum period. And and the, the actual birth itself, I didn't spend all that much time on because I knew. I was like, oh, it's one day out of my life. And, and the postpartum period, especially in the yogic and Ayurvedic traditions, is actually what's most important. And, and that being said, even though I had you know, things happen and we we can't predict how our birth and labor is going to go. And even though I had all these preparations and plans and I was really prepared for the postpartum period, my birth went totally differently than I, I had it in my mind it would go. And so then my postpartum period was so different than what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And so having, having a, a tie back to a community Um, for me would have been very helpful, even if it was just a five minute check in a day. And, and so that's what I've created this course to be. It's a 30 day course. And it's just come as you are when you're a new mom and just know that you have like this network and it's just, it's a five minute um, daily exercise. So it's a different exercise each day and you, you do it if you can, if you don't, you don't worry about it. And then, and then it's a one hour live session, um, one time a week for four weeks to talk with other moms and, and have some guidance um, using the, the wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda throughout the postpartum period. And, and I, I just was thinking, you know, cause I had some crystals from your shop and <laughs> the, I had one practice I did every day, which was my Abhyanga, the oil massage. I actually did it twice a day. And, and that's what kept me hmm somewhat connected and somewhat grounded when I was, my whole world had been thrown up um, from a bit of a traumatic birth. And yeah, I'm just like, wow, how cool is this? And, you know, especially I think that that particular period in a woman's life can feel really isolating and really lonely and really confusing. Mm. And so when there is like this anchor back into something familiar Mm. and it's like, I also found it doesn't need like what we've been talking about this whole time that when we are in a, a, a state of shock or a state of trauma, this was also true when I was going through my cancer treatment, simple, 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 simple works. It mm. doesn't have to be like, you know, a big rigmarole. Like 
just having a touchstone back to who we are is what helps us stay balanced and, and a little bit more calm and relaxed. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I think like, again, what you ladies are doing and your, your business with the feel good shop, I think it's so important because as people start to become more aware of how to use these tools, mm-hmm. it, it does take on a much more significant role in your life rather than just being a pretty piece of rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's a lot about, like Johanna said, just to check in with yourself, just to check in with yourself mm. every day. How am I actually doing right now? And whatever comes up, it's okay. <laughs> it's not always supposed to be like jolly and happy. Yeah, it's very easy to check out on everyone else. Mm. There's so many, the first thing they do, they kind of check into the smartphone and check everyone else. The and news. You, and the, the news yeah. and you're like scrolling on your uh, smartphone and checking in on everyone else mm-hmm. before you even like, checked in with yourself and how how am I Mm. Uh, maybe I want to have a purpose for the day I want to feel how Mm. things are with me before I get out there Mm. and and reach the world it's Mm. it's so easy to like get Mm. everything in Mm. just without no filter or checking Mm. in Mm. am I grounded am I what do I need Uh, how can I support myself through this day and with the of course, all these amazing tools <laughs> uh, that can support me. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 I have actually one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, which one do you have? I have a I... flu rice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have a rose quartz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with um, uh, with of course with geranium. Yeah, today. Yeah, geranium. Love it's all about <laughs> geranium. Oh, the yeah. heart. Yeah, the female health. You know, the female wellness. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have my I have my citrine ring on here. Um, this is oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's in a gold setting and I'm wearing it on the pointer finger on my right hand because this is um, my Jotish reading. Uh, this is for Jupiter and, and citrine corresponds with Jupiter. And then this is the Jupiter finger. And, um, you know, so there's, there's like you said before too, I think um, Suniva, like there's so many layers. or Johan, I can't remember who it was. There's so many layers to this practice. And like, um, you know, I, I, where my crystal is my jewelry, not because it's pretty, it is pretty, but because of the properties and what I think it can do to help enhance and support me in my journey. And I mean, there's a whole science to, um, uh, Ayurvedic jewelry Mm. and, and jewelry. What do you call those people? Jewelers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ayurvedic jewelers. I mean, it's fascinating how you can use your jewelry to support you. And I think wow. it's amazing when you talk to people that are really, really skeptic and they say that, oh, it's just a rock or it's just a stone. And and then um, I like to kind of um, compare it to like the, like some kind of mental training. You know that if you keep saying good things to yourself or you have things around you that inspire you, most people have, you know, if they're like athletes or performers, just before they're supposed to do something really, really important, they usually have like a ritual mm. or uh, something that they carry with them, maybe that somebody gave to them that means something. I mean, it's exactly the same. You put your energy into this object or whatever it is, and it it gives you so much power back. Uh, uh, and I think that is, um, you know, it doesn't have to... You can believe in whatever you want, <laughs> I mean, but just whatever you feel that, okay, this works for me, then it's amazing. I think it's absolutely great. 
Yeah, but this is just amazing because it's in from the nature and it's yeah. always in change. Mm. Uh, there, there is nothing that is every everything is unique. There is nothing that is the same as something else. No, and it's it's it's, true. it's through thousands of years you can kind of find them in the nature mm. and I mean, you more you. It's the same as the yoga practice. Mm. You more you kind of um, investigate. investigate these magical things from the nature. You more like, oh my god! And it's been used for thousands of years, and that cannot be like put on it. It have to be experienced mm. in your own life, mm. or you have to kind of open up for mm. the curious curiosity mm. uh, to uh, investigate this. Uh, Mineral, mineral, yeah, the minerals, minerals, <laughs> yeah. and the, the the things, and also with the Ayurveda, that's very interesting because it's it's such a thousands of mm. um, uh, it's years a, of that, tradition of yeah. tradition that has been used, and in India, it's it's the yeah. it's the medical or it's the medical source yes, in many ways, yeah, that you you. And also back to you, you do it for yourself and you kind of invest in yourself, in your health mm. and kind of mm. uh, take the tools that's uh, mm. needed. Mm. Um, and, and I think it's interesting also like uh, for the essential oils, uh, I, n- I know that, for instance, in the south of Europe, a lot of, uh, uh, how do you call them, um, GPs or no, what do you call like doctors? Yeah. They use, they use essential oils as part of, you know, what they prescribe the, to people. The people yeah, it's it's yeah. part of the tradition. In Norway, people are a bit like, well, essential oils, it doesn't really work. <laughs> yes, it actually does. And it's yeah. chemistry. Uh, and there are more and more uh, science uh, projects on this as well that proves that it actually does work. So that's so interesting. Yeah, well, it's plant medicine. and it's, it's, It is plant yeah, medicine. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's the vibration of the living plants. Yes. And crystals are the vibration of the living earth. And it's, yes. you know, again, just the nature and we are part of nature. And so when we're around nature and we incorporate nature into our daily life, of course we feel better. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's an upgrade. It is it's an, an upgrade. upgrade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So that's yeah. why we'll have the feel good shop. Mm. <laughs> to inspire you to uh, hire your vibrations. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's a huge interest in that. Mm. Because people are curious. Mm. You get back to the nature. You always come back to that. Back to the nature. Mm. Back to your roots. Back to your... Mm. Yeah. We all come from the nature. Yeah. It's yeah. where we came from. It's where we're going to go back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the karmic wheel keeps spinning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ladies, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and, and sharing all of your wisdom about this stuff. It's amazing. And... Um, and I will be linking to in the show notes to uh, your yoga studio and to your web shop, the feel good shop. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. I just want to say have a wonderful day. And to everybody listening, you have a wonderful day too. Thank you Thank so you. much. You are so welcome. Bye, ladies. I'll Bye. talk to you soon. Bye.